So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. And I'm Solo, your other host. And this week, prepare for your tinfoil hats. Put them on. Because this is going to be a doozy of a conspiracy theory episode. Yep. So before we get into that, uh, let's talk about just... Uh, last week was May 4th. Yes, it was. And we went to Disneyland, because we live close enough to Disneyland that we can do that. Yes. Nothing really happened on May 4th, which was kind of... No, there didn't. There weren't any special characters out. The only thing was that they released some limited edition, like, pins and shirts. I'm wearing the shirt right now, because it's so soft! And water bottles. Yeah, that was that was basically all they had going on. I feel like last year they were doing a lot more. Me I may have, I may have made that up. Uh, there's a little part of me that's hoping maybe for the anniversary they're planning something bigger. But the anniversary passed. No, it didn't. It's on the 20th. Oh, okay. It's this month. Got it. Yeah. They kind of already celebrated it. Okay. Yeah. This whole year is the 40th anniversary. Got it. Do you not know how Star Wars works? The whole... The whole year. Got it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. that's definitely how it works. But, uh, we did some art drops and gave that kids... That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, basically, if if you don't know, uh, and you, you live in the area, I don't know, sometimes mm-hmm. we go to Disneyland and do art drops, where we basically... Drop off your art. <laughs> drop off my art. CT is the artist. I am not the little artist. Little pins or charms, and let people find them, and it's it's really cute. So it's little free gifts for Disney, and it's we, we're usually spying yes. to see if anyone takes them. Yes. Because like it's the fun to art. see Also, reactions. for the first time in my life... I saw someone with my merch out in the wild. Oh, that's right! That was so much fun for me. Have you posted that vlog yet? I did post that vlog. Nobody's, I have. I haven't found the person. Nobody said, like, that was me. That was me, you creep. You creep. Because I, I just followed them and was, like, really excited with my camera and so I'm actually saying something. But she had my pins. Yep. And... On your little race speeder bag. Which was... Right, right outside of the launch bay. <laughs> yep. That was, that was just really exciting for me. And so I'm kind of hoping... I mean, nothing even... Really was announced on May fourth. Nope. Again, I'm Nothing thinking was, there wasn't much merch. Uh, I'm Thanks. thinking maybe the anniversary, because we didn't get a Vanity Fair shoot, which no. is when we got the TFA one. The, my biggest disappointment is we didn't get the Vanity Fair <laughs> shoot. I just want Kylo. I want to see just. It'd be nice to just see everyone again. It's been a while. And everyone in their like new costumes mm-hmm. because those the Vanity Fair shoots are usually. In costume. Yep. It'll be whenever we get it, but I'm I'm going with probably on the anniversaries where we're going to get all the the fun stuff. I hope they don't make us wait till Forest Friday, because that's a long time from a now. A long time from now. It's like September, right? Yeah. I think? But luckily, the dolls, the Force of, De- Force of <sighs> Destiny, come out August 1st. Oh, that's too, still too far away. It is, but that's right before my birthday. Good for you. I'll be like, hello, Mom. And she's like, what do you want for your birthday? Dolls. Like, Barbie dolls. <laughs> Star Wars Barbie dolls. She'll be like, oh my god. She's like, you didn't even want Barbie dolls when you were a kid. That's because they weren't Star Wars. They weren't Star Wars. Wars. They weren't Kylo as a Barbie doll. I want so good. I do too. I I want them to post a nice photo of Hera. Hera. Fingers crossed. Give me Hera. Yes. And on on our way to May 4th, I finished Aftermath. Finished the dang Aftermath series. You did. I was upset. (laughs) Because John Burrell died. Yep. See, this is my problem with Aftermath. And I, I want to have a full podcast about Aftermath and, like, the new EU later. Is that 
Chuck Wendig. Overall, I think it has it's a nice story, but Chuck Wendig kills his characters every three seconds. So I don't believe him. Fate kills him. Fate kills him every like Nora died twice in the first book, and the first time I was devastated. I'm like, oh my god, Temin lost his mother, and then she's fine, and she died in the third book, and she died a million other times, and but so by the time he actually kills his characters, I'm like. Whatever. Whatever. I've already mourned them seven times. Uh, I'm done. I don't really care anymore. But I have more to talk about Aftermath later. We started Dark Disciple right after that. We did. Which I'm I'm excited about. We haven't gotten too far into it. No, not at all. But it is fan fiction-y <laughs> as F. I love it. It's so good. You know when there's, like, uh, Quinlan Voss is actually hitting on Obi-Wan? Yep. The, You're like, perfect. This is what, exactly what I wanted. Okay. This is my aesthetic. And I'm like, I know this is a love story between Quinlan and Ventress. I mean, that's but, also my aesthetic, so. But you go in there, and Quinlan's just all over Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, oh my god, please Quinlan, stop. Quinlan, oh my, oh, just leave me alone. Go take a shower, you smell awful. And just Anakin, like, don't look at him. Just, like, a quick shout-out to, I think, Mark Thompson is the name of the guy who does the audiobooks. He's an amazing voice actor. Amazing. Um, so good. He's He did Aftermath as well. And so when we started uh, Dark Disciple, I was going to be really upset if he wasn't doing the voices as well. But he was. But he was! And he he does a really, really good job. And for Aftermath, I just needed to listen to those audiobooks because... They're rough. They're, they're rough. And there's a lot of the story that I actually really like. There's just something about what's in them and there's so many characters and they keep cutting away from the main plot that it was just really hard to stay uh invested as like i do did i enjoy them yes do i think they have like interesting plot things yes well could you sit down and read it from front to back will i reread them no i might go get my spark notes but yeah because I have some notes that I'm going to address in this tinfoil hat podcast, but uh, I mean, overall, it's not it's not making the my top five favorite Star Wars novels anytime soon. Nope. Right now, just like Bloodline Lost Stars, Bloodline Lost Stars, Bloodline Lost Stars. Ahsoka. Ah- oh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> I was like, hey, we like Ahsoka. <laughs> I do, and I liked uh, Ahsoka. Made me cry before the Awakening a lot. And obviously, I'm a big fan of the Force Awakens novelization. Yep. Just for Kylo's space poetry. Um, and the last bit of, like, news that came out this week that I want to talk about before we we get down into it is that a uh, clickbait article on May 4th was, Big change made to Force Awakens <laughs> ending! And... All of us are on the edge of our seats wondering what this was. It's really important. It's really important. But Ryan Johnson requested that R2-D2 go to Octu instead of BB-8, which already gives me a lot of faith in Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. as a as a writer, as a storyteller, and as someone who Understands. knows this world. Yeah. And knows that, yeah, R2 should be the one that goes and sees Luke. Yeah. Like, Baby's cute. What? Guys. And if they want to have more BB-8, he has more to do with the Resistance. What, he's going to roll around on the island? He's going to be like, I can't get up here. I don't have little jetpacks like R2 does. Just rolls. And I know that I have, like, 3D maneuver gear, but... 
Because he somehow managed to get up the stairs yep. on Takodana. Well, I'm convinced Takodana, because it was a staircase, he could have 3D maneuver geared, like, shot them up at the top uh, and well, launched himself sure. up. But, uh, <laughs> that's just a, he does that all the way up the Octu, just flies, accidentally flings himself off the island. That's why I'm like, Octu would be way harder, because, you know, it's a mountain. Yeah. You might not be able to get your gear. No. It'd be, and people it'd be are really going to want those nostalgia moments with Luke and, and R2. R2 and Luke and Chewie, because they already took away, like, a Luke and Han reunion from us. I mean. Yeah. We're going to want those nostalgia moments, honestly. I mean, R2's honestly. been with, he's been with Luke for how long? And especially if this is going to be the, uh, Ray's training Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Like, R2 needs to be on the quote-unquote Dagobah. Like, he's gotta be there. He's I like, want, not again! There's gonna be, like, and where he falls in the water again, and he's got, God! Not again! God, get me away from this crap! Luke! Lift me out! I know you can! Dear Lord, it's just pops and walks away. Beepy. You're like, oh, are you, is this Chopper or is this R2? How dare you? Because I think, like, I've mentioned this a, f- a bunch of times, that a lot of times when people theorize or leak, quote-unquote, things... They forget for, They things forget like that R2 Chewbacca and R2 are yeah. there. Like, that, guys... Where you're like, well, your theory is discredited because you forgot that car- other characters are there. And they're obviously not... She was just not going to sit on the Millennium Falcon for... He's like, ah, I've got my my weird game and my weird space porn. That's all I need. weird space porn? Well, whenever they watch, they always watch the dancers. <laughs> He's got my weird Twilight dancers. Yeah. That's fine. So just a do little this bit the whole of a warning before we get hot and heavy. Kawink. Uh, we, though we aren't talking about confirmed spoilers... These are potential spoilers, and if you want to stay away from that entirely, this is not going to be your podcast. Yeah, because we are talking about rumors that we've heard from our own sources, and then rumors we've heard from uh, sources like Making Star Wars, and who knows if they have any validity to them. Uh, Making Star Wars in particular has a particular track record of being pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my sources, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. And... Like, mine are a little more uh, convoluted, but there's just some things that we've heard from making Star Wars that actually made what I heard ages ago... Make sense. Start to make sense. So basically, today's podcast is all about what what turned Kylo to the dark side. Woo! I know, it's another Kylo podcast. Who would have guessed? I, I don't know. I think Kylo is a... Not dimensional character, and he'll stay on the dark side because that's what Star Wars is about. Yep. If I've learned anything from Star Wars, is that you can't save everyone. <laughs> that's yep. The one lesson you should get from Star Wars. Uh, anyway, I. That's obviously not Bitter. how I feel. That's <laughs> that was laced in sarcasm and bitterness, guys. Yeah, in you case can't. You couldn't if you tell. couldn't tell by my voice, I obviously think that Star Wars is a story built on hope, saying that. It's, it's, it's been its prevalent theme for how long? The first movie is called A New Hope, not A New Pessimistic Outlook. Outlook. A new everyone's gonna die and that's okay, this is war. It's alright. It's it's fine. We've We're, accepted it. Luke just Would have been a long title, but you know. A New Pessimistic Outlook. Everyone's going to die. No one is saved. It's okay. That's the whole title, guys. We've accepted it, period. <laughs> that's 
All right, episode uh, episode nine. That's the title right uh, there. Guys, we nailed it. Yep. We told so, you sorry, spoilers everywhere. <laughs> so we're I don't know like where to technically start off with this, but I guess I'll start off with like the order I heard things. Uh, ages ago, and I I threw this off as nonsense right away because someone was like, well, do you want to be spoiled for it? Because this is what we heard. And I'm like, sure, I'll hear it. And then they told me, like, that's not true. You're like, bah. This is bah stupid. So ages ago, we heard that uh, Ray has no relation to anybody. She mm-hmm. is literally nobody. But she is the reason why Kylo turned to the dark side and that Kylo fell in her place. And... So I'm like, that's interesting, but Kylo and Ray have never met each other. Mm-hmm. That, so obviously that couldn't have that happened. couldn't have ever happened, and I couldn't really think of a way that it could have happened. So I've thrown that out the window. I'm I'm still someone who thinks she's probably not related to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously our Kenobi hearts. We've we've said it a praying. thousand times. Still want her to be a Kenobi, but think she's gonna be a nobody. Yeah, a Kenobody, and. Uh, and just, like, before I'm sidetracking too much, I do want to bring up this interesting thing that John Boyega said after Star Wars Celebration. Someone brought up his outfit choice. Right. And he was kind of like, yeah, we're, like... Dropping Easter eggs. Dropping little Easter eggs. And if you notice, uh, John was wearing all white, and he has this big black, like, quilt spot on his back, mm-hmm. which is could, pretty symbolic of him being sliced up the back by Kylo. Right. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran was all in blue. Luke was in all black, and Daisy was in, like, this all red imperial red. dress. Yes. And with black nail polish. And I'm like, oh, you, <laughs> this is perfect. What's happening here? The gods, they've listened to me. <laughs> they have. And so, I'm thinking if she does have roots, they're pretty imperial. Or at least dark side at this point. Right. So, I'll talk about, um, well, we'll go to the making Star Wars rumors. Where, basically... Uh, this is come yeah obviously it comes from making, making Star, Star Wars. Wars. That's just what I said. Uh, where Ray and Luke Ray said that they don't really get off to the best start, or rather that she Luke don't meet your expects. heroes yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Ray and Luke don't get off to the best start, and Luke's very hesitant to teach her, and I think that's what making Star Wars they they said they're like ah. He's not super wanting to teach her, and she doesn't really understand why, and then he explains to her to her connection to the Force. And this is where a little bit of speculation comes in, but uh, where Jason Ward of Making Star Wars said that he thinks that Rey is another prophesized one, more of this, like, bringer of doom, which, again, sounded kind of... All of this stuff sounded kind of crazy to me until you, you put it, it together, together. Uh-huh. it's starting to make sense so you like make this spider web and take all the points and draw them together do i want her to kind of to be this nobody who came from nowhere and she was didn't just mean anything but but she came up the ladder and became this hero yeah i prefer that personally and she had to fight these inner demons just because that's what people go through right yeah i think i prefer that but i mean this obviously Tinfoil Hattie. We're not even at the actual, like... Tinfoil part. <laughs> Tinfoil part. We're just talking about the rumors. But kind of kind of, what was talked about is that she is this anti-chosen one. 
She is the harbinger of doom. Womp, womp, womp. Which... With her hair bobbles and her freckles. She will <laughs> doom us all. Which would just be kind of cute in a way if both, like, Kyle and Luke are just terrified of her and she's just there being adorable. They're like, ah! Three hair bobbles and freckles. That's exactly what the prophecy <laughs> said. It's what they foretold. And that's actually, now we're going to go a little bit into the what I think this supposed prophecy could be. If it's, again, at all true, this is very tinfoil hatty. This is not spoilery. It could be, but it's not. Uh, because let's talk about Aftermath a bit. Hmm. Yay, Aftermath. Hello. Um. So basically you find out that Rax is trying to destroy the entire universe at one point, and he can do this by destroying Jakku. At least that's sort of how I read into the situation. I was sort of confused during this part of the book, so I won't tell you that this is the most accurate reading of the book, but it seems like something inside Jakku that they've been building or that it's in the planet themselves can actually destroy lots of things. Again, I'm, I'm not sure if it wasn't clear because... I wasn't that invested into in the book. I won't lie to you. That is a chance. Or if it wasn't supposed to be completely clear. But something on Jakku can, can explode and destroy a lot of things. Which he has all this information about the, the not the unknown regions, wild space. Wild space, yeah. Um, and where Thrawn kind of has this information. And there's obviously something going on there. And they build this observatory on, or Palpatine does, he builds this observatory on Jakku to try to, like, look out into wild space because they're really close. They're as, basically as close as they can get. Mm-hmm. And they can't travel out there because apparently anyone who's tried... Just doesn't it, come back. Just never comes back. Or their messages that they bring back are just, they've gone mad. Mm. Just something in wild space is crazy. Mm. And I think... It's probable that Snoke is originally from Wild Space. I think that's a good theory. Because Thrawn is, and I'm guessing that's a good place for Snoke to come from. Yeah, it, it would make the most sense to me. Yeah, and he said he's like he's watched the rise and fall of the Empire, and there was kind of this part of uh, Aftermath where Palpatine's talking about how if in this observatory... I. It's very convoluted and complex to understand, Mm -hmm. so I apologize. But basically, when he looks out, he feels like something looking back. Like, he feels like there's a two connection. There's some sort of, like, connection going on with this in Wild Space. Like, maybe Snoke is also doing the exact same thing at the exact same time, looking from his observatory, looking at Palpatine, like, Basically, Snoke is just, like, nega Palpatine. Hey, who's over there? I just, these two guys with telescopes looking at their neighbors, and they're like, what's over there? Is he watching me? Is he watching me? I can't I can't get a clear picture. So they build this observatory and you kind of find out at one point Jakku is actually this really nice planet and then just the darkness just ate it up and hmm. it now it's a barren dead planet, but the core of it, the heart of Jakku, still has light in it. So this is where I'm going with, this is where the prophecy, like, if it's, if this is all true, it's going to be written something like, uh, the heart of Jakku will bring devastation to us all, or the light of Jakku, right. and they're, they're going like, to think oh, it means the core Rey. of the planet, but it's actually, like, Ray, Because she's a ray of light. That, you, you, <laughs> da, 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 da. 
So it's gonna be- an ash, and then we'll what the world will turn to ash. And Ash Ketchum's like, "Hey, it's me." <laughs> The Except ray of light from Jakku. And then <laughs> my favorite line is like, why could it have been like, the world turns to brush? <laughs> Such a good movie. The greatest English translation ever. I'm sorry. Now I'm convinced it's going to be like, the ray of light, because her original name was like, Kira too. Yep. Oh, the ray of light from Jakku's heart will destroy us all. Because they at one point, Rax uh, is before his death, is at this observatory, and there's a well that goes straight to the core of Jakku. Also, just a quick shout-out to Holocroning on Tumblr for writing out really great notes about Aftermath, because... <laughs> You've read the book, but you still didn't understand. Here's some notes. Thank you. So I'll, I'll link to her post down below. It's really great meta, but I'm going to talk about some of the highlights from the novel where... I'm I'm thinking this is sort of coming in. So the, the it goes down to the well where the well still has blue mist coming in from it, and Palpatine talks about how this light disgusts him. But there's still this light out, out of this like dead planet. There's this little light that's still in there, and then Rax pushes Yoop to shoo tissue Yoop tissue tissue into the well, and then it starts like the planet starts like bubbling basically, and, like... and it starts imploding basically. Mm. There. He's creating this black hole to destroy everything. And obviously our beautiful squad of Nora Wexley, Breton Wexley, rest in peace. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, Ray Sloan, right? Ray Sloan and gang save the day and the planet doesn't explode. Forgive me, my details are probably a little bit off, but at the, the core of the situation... They perform this ritual, and uh, Rax pushes Tashu down this well, and he has these Sith artifacts, and it just causes this chain reaction, and somehow the planet's going to explode or turn into this bomb. I don't- something along that. It's going to explode and destroy everything. That's the mission. Details are unclear to me, but, yeah, and I even read the book, but that's all you really know. Planets are going to explode, destroy everything. And they performed some Sith ritual to do it. But Palpatine sort of had this this plan B plan. If he can't rule the galaxy, he's just going to destroy the whole thing. Right. I can't have it, nobody will. And somehow the key to that is on Jakku. And they have this holocron there that uh, Yuptashu is holding. And he says that he can feel the despair of the world when he's holding it. And it just kind of seems like there's this, this something about Jakku... That we don't know, or that they're misreading, that later is literally just going to talk about Ray, um, because if they can destroy everything, if this quote-unquote light of Jakku, this the heart of Jakku, wherever the light source is coming from, which they assumed was the well, but it's actually going to be Ray. Ray, again, again, I, as many times as I need to say it, tin, tin foil. foil hat. Go into your kitchen right now. Look up. Stop. Pause. Look up how to make origami hats. Make it out of tin foil. Come back. All right. And then send us a picture at Knights of France. Yeah. Please tag us on the photo. Thank you very much. Because this, I mean, this is really just about us piecing together these little clues that we've gotten to try to make sense of it. So basically we have this information and there's also evidence that Luke went to Jakku where he could have found this holocron and this is where he finds this news of the the bringer of doom 
The anti-chosen one. With hair bobbles of three (laughs) and freckles like stars. (laughs) It'll be great. So, like, if Luke was at Shaku, which is another reason why it explains why Kylo goes back there in the first thing in the movie. They can piece it together quite seamlessly. Is it my favorite thing for the movies? No, but if you want to go really in-depth of piecing this universe together, which Colin Trevorrow is like... This is a story thousands of years in the making. Right. Then I guess, like, it makes sense to me. So, we're, we're going to fast forward in time a little bit where we have, where we assumingly see that Kylo and Luke have discovered the anti-chosen one an, theory. Yes, this prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um... Where, and like I also think this is a good way of explaining why Kylo did what he did, why he fell, but also, I don't want to say making it sympathetic, but making it understandable from a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. So if you have this prophecy, I mean, it's much like they where they kind of mis- mis- misread it, mm-hmm. where with Anakin and the Chosen One, where... Everyone assumed Anakin would save everyone by... Like, he would... Save everyone by, like, bringing balance in a good way. Mm-hmm. But actually, the way Anakin brought balance was by killing everybody. And there's a, that happens a lot where these visions only happen because you're trying to avoid them. Mm-hmm. We also have heard things that... I think this is even from Making Star Wars 2, so this is a little bit reliable. That Luke and Kylo found something that kind of shook their faith in everything. Which I think is understandable, given... Especially the, with the trailer mm-hmm. recently with... Luke's last line, like, there's one thing I know, is that the Jedi have to come to an end. Obviously, they found something Mm -hmm. that made them go, crap. (laughs) This is bad. And so, let's say they did this research on this prophecy that they found, and it says something like, a new Jedi, the heart of Jakku, the light of Jakku, something, blah, is this bringer of destruction Mm -hmm. and will destroy your galaxy. And that's where Luke and Ben are kind of like, okay. or or even just Ben, it's like, crap. Well, we How, can't let this happen. We can't let this happen. And also, you can bring it back to Snoke, where even if Snoke knows about it and he's warning, he's like, well, if, if Luke comes back, then this new Jedi will rise. Right. Like, he says that. So maybe if even everyone, Luke, Snoke, and Kylo all know about this thing and they want to stop it because I don't feel like any of them want the galaxy completely destroyed. Right. That means they're dead too, so. It means they're dead and Snoke won't have all his little trinkets anymore. He won't have his gold. Have we talked about the golden robes? I don't think so. That That is pretty much a confirmed spoiler where he's just going to be this playboy Hugh Hefner type where type he just man. loves shiny things. He's going to be like Smaug, but... I'm so shiny. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be singing that song, throws Kylo around. It'll be great. Yep. And then he like picks up Rey instead. He's like, you're so shiny. She's like, what? And she smiles. And he's like, ha, ah, it's blinding. <laughs> She's an angel. <laughs> what? Are you an angel? Kylo tries smiling. He's like, no, out of here. This one. This one. This one's better. Your fluffy hair was nice, but look at this one's bobbles. Mm-hmm. Look at this one's bobbles. Can you have bobbles? Like, yeah, just give, yes. give me some time. My hair's long enough, I swear. I got bobbles. So, because it does seem really interesting that 
Especially what we learned from the Last Jedi trailer, that it seems like all of them want the same thing. They're just all going about it in vastly different ways. They all want the Jedi to end. So this is like another adding to this this puzzle of why they could want to be wanting the same thing and why is it? Because there's this prophesized person coming. Doombot. And Kylo thought the only way to really go about it was to kill everyone. Was to kill anyone that it could be. Because, I mean, there's some validity to that. Uh, does that mean it was the right thing to do? No. But maybe it is the right thing to do. Because I don't know what I would do in that situation. If you were put in the situation where you're, you're thrown in a room and there's 200 people in there. And someone told you one of the people in this room will kill everything you've known love will destroy the entire world, and everyone will die. Like, w- you kind of need to... And you have there's no way to tell who that person is until obviously it happens. Do you kill everyone to save the entire galaxy? It's a horrible moral gray area, but I think they could work with it in a way that would really make... People question their own morals and what, what they would do in that situation because it could, it would destroy you. I, I've mentioned this once, I've mentioned it a thousand times, where Jedi are very much taught to think of the bigger, the galaxy the as a whole. The life of many is more over, important than life of few. One, yeah. And if he thinks killing a couple hundred people can kill, can kill, can save, can save trillions? Yeah. I can see that way of thinking. As he's thinking, this is wrong, but it's a necessary evil. And even if like Luke is like, no, that's not the thing to do, and Kylo's like, we have to do this. And he no kind of got lost in himself doing it. Mm-hmm. Not that he did it out of evil reasons, but turned to turned to the dark side because that sort of mindset did it. And he's like, I have to be, I have to turn myself into this. In order to... Save everyone. To save everyone. I mean... And I even think this way because during an interview with Larry King and Adam Driver, Adam said he's really excited for the audience to see some humanity in Kylo. And I really think this is a decent way to go about explaining why he did what he did rather than feeling evil. That there's just got to be a reason he did it. That he thinks it's the right thing to do. I think if they really even push that question, that moral question, like, what would you do? That'd be a very good way to add that sense of humanity. It And again, that would harken to, like, Anakin's story where he does turn to the dark, not for evil reasons. He does technically want more power, but he wants it to... St- he thinks it's going to help him save Padme. It's... It's less on the thing with Kylo, where Kylo would maybe want to save thousands and millions of people, which would be more selfless, where Anakin is like, ah, I just want to save the person I love the most in this world. But to quote Leia Organa, where she blatantly says in Aftermath, I would burn down the entire galaxy if I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think that very, I mean, she's pregnant with Kylo when she says that. I think that kind of is instilled in him in a way. Like, poor Kylo, after all that, thinks maybe he's able to stop this destruction from happening. And also, I think it could explain a way of why he hates Starkiller. As much as people 
don't want to I'll admit that you. Kylo yeah. was against Starkiller. He Read was. the script, guys. Read the novelization. Watch the movie. He's... It's literally in there. He's like, uh, but I... We can do this without that. I can get the map. We don't need to destroy anybody. Mm-hmm. And Snoke's like, F- fire the weapon. Just... Hawks is like, yes. Hawks but, is like, thank God. Let oh. me do this. This is great. But that's that's something that I do have issue with, with the way J.J. kind of directs things, is he always talks about this mystery box. And I think he's a little too subtle with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when not everyone is as dedicated to learning everything about Star Wars. <laughs> not everyone's as obsessed as we are. <laughs> exactly, though. Yeah. That there's maybe... That 99% of the general audience is just going to see the movie once yep. at face value, and or maybe twice. Yeah, like they'll see it once in theaters, and then they'll buy it, and maybe watch another time. But they're not going to read the novels and the scripts that really po- like bring those points home. That one, Kylo felt guilty about killing his father. Mm-hmm. That The fact that J.J. in the commentary was like, ah, uh, people seem confused by this, as this being like... He Kylo's was totally very... cool about this? No. No. He, he wasn't. He he was being convinced to come home very, very earnestly. He was not playing, like, playing Han. And I think, honestly, with Starkiller, that's another one of those instances where J.J. really wanted... They took a lot of moments out of the book mm-hmm. that humanized Kylo. You mean out of the movie? Out of the movie. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's in the book mm-hmm. where... One, Kylo apologizes for everything. Two, the, like, the interrogation scene, I mean, he blatantly starts like, I hate doing this, don't make me do this, I have to, mm-hmm. I need this map. You can either tell me what you saw on this map, or, I'm gonna or try I, to have to do, I have to do this. Right. I'm Basically, I'm sorry. He even apologizes to like Lor Santeca mm-hmm. in the beginning of the book. Um, he's reciting space poetry, talking about how beautiful this galaxy is, which, another reason why I think he's... Kind of wanting to save it. Right. Uh, and then it's more obvious that he's daring to disagree with Starkiller. Mm-hmm. And the whole bit about him feeling compassion for Rey, which I'll forever mourn that not... They filmed it. Yep. It's there somewhere. They were like, he's too he's too mopey. I still I have my hopes that it's going to be in episode 8. Because it does technically make more sense in episode 8. Mm-hmm. Because... At this point, at episode eight, he's not... They would have actually known each other a little bit. Yeah, and he's he's let her go not once, but twice mm-hmm. at this point. And so Snoke can really punish him for that. Snoke can of, be like, like okay, the first time point. it might have been an accident. Second time, though, boy. Boy! I think this is good. This is Third how we get away from girls! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what puberty. Because I think this is a decent way to tie right into... An overall theme. An overall theme. It makes the conflict more than political, mm. I should say. Uh, I mean, it's always been, there's always been this, like, this force side and this political side. But I feel like with the original, it was more about bringing down this government. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's this more mystical story. If they wanted to go a little bit of a separate direction. Yeah. I feel like this is like the chosen one prophecy, but... They didn't read the fine print. Like, oh, but after the chosen one, this... There's also a harbinger that might come. So, uh, heads up. Uh, look up, look out for that. Th- they'll come right afterwards. They'll basically be this giant black hole. Yep. 
Which could actually mean pretty tragic endings for Ray, which... Oh, I never even thought about that, honestly. Yeah. It... The sad part is, is it could potentially be a really good story, but I would be so mad. Yeah. It could be this heartbreaking ending. It could. Where she... Basically, she's the one who has the Vader ending because there was no way to avoid her fate. Basically, how... Or that she eventually learns that avoiding your fate is how you make it happen. Yeah. And... I'm just sick of chosen one stories, personally. Yeah. I I think it would be a much stronger story to have... I should even say stronger. This is a more complicated story. It's just one that we've seen before. We have so many of the... Like, we already have Anakin being the chosen one. Yeah. We don't need another chosen one story. And we already have Anakin's story being told in reverse through Kylo. So we don't need this, like, dual Anakin stuff happening, Mm -hmm. in my mind. No, Uh, I I completely agree. Just, like, piecing together these puzzle pieces. Because it could be where they're going. I personally hope not. If they, they can take some, like... I think some of these puzzle pieces have very good validity, but I hope that they don't piece together in this way, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, because th- I... the way the directors have been about it, they're they keep saying I shouldn't say directors, but just the one quote quote come Colin Trevorrow being like Ray belongs in this universe, like her history will make sense to the galaxy as a whole, and. Also, this observatory was kind of this portal, maybe, mm-hmm. to uh, wild space. And there's a lot of stuff that makes sense about it. Yeah. I won't I won't say that it doesn't make sense. Because it does. You can... Unfortunately, this time you can kind of make anything make sense. Oh, yeah. But this one does I mean, have a lot of uh, ability to it. Theorists have made sense that Mace is... Snoke, Snoke. Yeah. I almost said Mace is Snoke Windu. I'm like, <laughs> Mace is Snoke Windu. Like, this Snoke's whole time. last name is Windu. I'm like, oh my god, he was right. They were right the whole time. You can make a lot make sense, but so this is just kind of piecing together what we've heard of Kyla's backstory, because we do know that people died. Right. Um, we don't know who was there. We don't know what the motivation was. We don't know why they were there. We know that there's there, a even? human side brought mm-hmm. up to, with Kylo that we don't quite see it, and I think for him to have this human side, his reasoning, though while not the right thing to do, is that, like, is understandable to audiences. Yeah, no, I agree. And Ryan Johnson had this quote about uh, moral questioning, as I brought up before, and I think this would just be a, it would be a decent way to go about it, and especially with how he feels towards Rey later, it's, and I think it'll be an interesting moment where they still can't kill each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I don't think Rey's, at least I don't think Rey's dying by Kylo's hand unless she's like, I'm imploding, I'm this black hole. Uh-huh. This is tinfoily hat as we can get right here. I'm tempted to run into the, the kitchen right now and just start crinkling just take it. Obviously, I don't think that's happening per right. se, but... I, I think this will side kind of be a backstory. I'm just trying to piece it together in the way... I, I can't even... I, I can't think of a, another way to do it. I just... 
would I will be salty if I'm like, oh, another chosen one. Because I just, I want these movies to be able to stand on their own. I don't want them to keep feeling like, and I shouldn't say keep feeling like, there's only been one. But I don't want them to feel like retellings of stories we've already had in the Star Wars. Because I think, I mean, it's fine to have little nostalgic moments, but to basically be rewriting the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. Because when then when people criticize it for being lazy, I'll be like, uh, I mean, I can't say that you're wrong. Because they are retelling (laughs) constantly. And while I agree, I think that some people will find it lazy, uh... It could just be what Star Wars is. Like, these are just elements of Star Wars, elements of this galaxy that they're keeping consistent. It's just part of this world rather than laziness. And yeah, it, it, I it, think it, people are going to just complain no matter what, because either they'll piece it together like this, mm-hmm. where this story's been happening for a very long time, and now it's finally come to a head, and people will be like, it's just another retelling, mm-hmm. or... It will be super kind of happenstantial, which, I mean, I'm fine with, but people will be like, universe. she's a Mary Sue, where'd she come from? She but has to come from somewhere. She's way more of a Mary Sue if she's the chosen one. That's Because Anakin and Luke. never called Anakin a Gary <laughs> Stew. Anakin and Luke are the most Mary Sue characters in the entire franchise. <sighs> I'm waiting for the day where people will realize that. And Especially stop Luke. And leave Ray alone. Right. Well, it's just because Ray's got boobs, so nobody wants to talk about it. But I'm like, you guys, Anakin was extra, and Luke was literally like, I can do no wrong. It's fine. Everything's fine. Crack theory. All right. What's what? the crack one? Let's, let's go. Hold on. Like, are you formulating it? I'm trying to, like, I wish we knew if Jakku was, like, destroyed the second she left. Now I want it to be destroyed. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, follow her, it follows her yeah. wherever she goes. First Order, like, dest- basically destroys a lot of Jakku. She goes to Takodana, but she basically destroys Takodana. Then she goes to... Starkiller? Starkiller. Boom. Boom. She goes back to the Resistance base. I bet Boom. you there's people coming to the Resistance base right now. Yep. Right after she leaves. Then right after she goes to Act 2. Boom. Oh, you're right. She's a... Har- she's Bringer a- of Doom. She's the Harbinger of Doom. That's what she is. I just... She's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. She's war. Because you just have to wonder why Luke... Doesn't want to teach her, mm-hmm. but this could just be. I I mean that honestly, it could just be guilt. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, what her connection with the force is, because that was something they kept pushing, and I, like, what do you mean your connection with the force? That she has it. That she has it. Yeah, exactly. That she and has a connection. I don't know what that means unless it's something. Prophecy related. Prof- yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, why, why we heard that it's Ray's fault that Kylo. Turn to the dark side. That's how we can piece it together there. Mm-hmm. Is if she's this prophesized person. But we've also just... I mean, a long time ago, we always just would have figured that that was because Kyla was just jealous of her. Mm-hmm. But if they have not met before, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we basically have a confirmation that they've never, they've never met. Yeah. JJ was like, these two people who've never met before. <laughs> See each other for the first time and feel a connection. It's going to be this stupid ray of light on Jakku, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the heart of Jakku. The shining ray of light. Ray's not even her real name. Well, we don't know that. It's true. We've that just is been what assuming. we think. 
This this is all conspiracy. <sighs> this is man. all Pokemon the movie 2000. That's that's what uh, the last Jedi is. <laughs> the world will turn <laughs> to ash. And then a ray of light will come. And Ray's like, hello. It's me. That's me. I'm the ray. But that will be the the destruction of everything. They just like, med-read, misread something about Jakku. Well, they'll think it's like a destructive ray of light. They'll be like, ray of light, like the Death Star. That was a destroying ray of light. And she's like, no, I'm a... I'm, I'm healing. Look at me. I'm fine. They're like, oh, we oh, read it good. wrong. And we know she has some conflicts with the dark side later on. Almost as if, like, this light could have been corrupted. They're just like, there's this, this ray of light that, if corrupted, can be the... Destruction. Which would just tie back to the misreading of this supposed prophecy back on Jakku, where they try to take this blue light and destroy it because i and figure, why that's why luke might be hesitant because he's like i don't want to teach you because if you're corrupted look at my nephew yeah because i wouldn't assume that if they do have this harbinger of death theory mm-hmm. the only reason why it will come true is because it's the same thing with anakin where they're like well we don't want to we tried you. to avoid it we tried to make sure that it didn't happen exactly. that's what caused like, it to happen kylo killed everyone but again i'm like luke I just left i don't want it i don't want the same stuff it's why people complain that the universe feels so small. And I'm like, it's because the same things keep happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally had, like, I'm not faulting them. Because, again, how else do you one-up the Death Star? But I'm like, you you literally had a Death You redid the Death the Star. The way they up the Death Star is the dumb harbinger of doom. No, I mean, it was Starkiller. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I should say the way you up Starkiller. Because they had to have yeah. something to up Starkiller. And to me, the thing to up Starkiller... Is the Star Forge, which is from Knights of the Old Republic, mm. which basically that just makes unlimited military. Mm. That's what the Star Forge does. But like, this, it so makes again, ships. this is another way that it can just it can up uh, the ante of Star Killer, which they kind of need to do. I'm like, you can just up the ante on that by just blowing up the Resistance base. I'm like, if the Rebellion has nothing, then it'll look like the sheer mass of the First Order will overwhelm them because apparently the first order has like this these unlimited resources where a lot of people have been theorizing that this they have the star forge mm-hmm. which is where their unlimited money and military comes from because mm-hmm. they have access to this makes sense is it just which, a thing like like a factory that just spits out ships all the time basically okay just yeah it, it does it all and they have unlimited orphans because they just keep stealing children so <laughs> there you go because there, there needs to be another super weapon that, especially in nine, not in, I don't think there needs to be, obviously not in eight. Yeah, I don't think so in eight. I think eight will be... Eight will basically be the first order taking down the resistance a notch. It's like, you thought... You thought you were good, but guess what? We still have the numbers on our sides. Mm-hmm. We don't have Starkiller. We can't and they're blow just up planets, so but we can still blow you don't up. Don't have any idea where these numbers are coming from. Right. So it could be something like the Star Forge... Or it's something... Like a prophecy? It just matters how much they want to piece together, or how much we're trying to piece together things that aren't meant to be pieced together. Yeah. Exactly like the Aftermath books. Uh, Luke just wanting to... Having guilt and not wanting to teach Rey. Uh, well, we we know they found something, but... I mean, it could just be as simple as Luke finding out how like corrupt the, the Jedi, Jedi were. T- and could be as simple being. as that. And that's the moral of the story. This whole thing could be as easy as 
Luke just finding out how corrupt the Jedi were. Yep. That's it. <laughs> he was like, he was like, ah, oh, crap. I, do I really, really want to rebuild this same order when it, it, I mean, they literally ended up being Palpatine's, like, greatest ally in the war. Yep. Anyway, guys. Uh, I you feel can like, take off your tinfoil hats now, probably. I, I, yeah, I feel like we ended it with, Luke just thinks the Jedi are corrupt. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's it. I mean, you can subscribe to the theory. It's fine. I just like I again. This is conspiracy it. because I'm trying to piece together a bunch of different a puzzle bunch of different puzzle pieces from a bunch of different sources from a bunch of different things. Yeah, like who knows how valid any of these are? Because again, who knows? We just know if that the kind of Ray has this like dark side thing happening. We know Luke's conflicted. We know Kylo has this humanity that's brought to him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, let us know what you guys think in YouTube comments, and be sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube mm-hmm. or on iTunes, and leave us a comment and a star. Yeah, and a and star. we get really excited, guys. Yes. We just found out we actually had reviews. reviews. Thank you, guys. We didn't think we had it. We no. have, like, eight. It's, we all, it's the best day of our life. That's so nice. Anyway, guys, I am CT. I'm Solo. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.